Hello and welcome to Fresh Friday, brought to you by Miss Rankin's Classroom. I'm your host, Masai, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about some of this month's most interesting news. Here to tell you more about these interesting facts and events is Kamora, Emily, Roman, Alondra, and Christian. Starting us off is Kamora. Hello! Did you know that the moon might soon have its first ever space tourist? Two people approached SpaceX founder Elon Musk and asked if he could fly them to the moon, and he said yes. The space tourists would orbit the moon but not land on it, and there would be no accompanying astronaut on board. They've been flying on autopilot. Yikes! The rocket they've been flying on hasn't been tested yet either. Double yikes! The two future space travelers haven't been identified yet. We don't know if they're male or female, but we do know they're not astronauts, so we'll... They'll have to pass a bunch of health and fitness tests, as well as going through training. We also know they paid a lot of money to make it happen. One estimate is around $70 million. Would you pay $70 million to go to the moon? No, because I don't have that much money. I wouldn't go because you're just orbiting the moon. You're not actually going to land on it, so it's a waste of money. I would like going to the moon. But if it's $70 million, I wouldn't. That was a really great point, Kamora. I agree. All right, so next up we have Emily. What's up, guys? Today I'm going to tell you how a submarine got the name Bodie McBoatface. To get the people excited about Britain's Natural Environment Research Council's new research vessel and mission, the public was allowed to vote for the fancy, sleek, new 300 million ship's name. What did the people on the internet overwhelmingly come up with? Bodie McBoatface. Not even kidding. Bodie McBoatface didn't quite have the ring of sophistication that the NARC had been hoping for, so they backed out of calling it that and named the boat RRS, Sir David Attenborough instead. Sir David Attenborough was a famous British broadcaster who does a lot of shows about nature. But Bodie McBoatface was so popular they couldn't give it up entirely, so a little yellow submarine working with RRS Sir David Attenborough received it. Actually, there are three of these submarines, so it looks like the public got what they wanted. Wait, so there's really a submarine named Bodie McBoatface? Nice. Next up, we have Roman. Hey, what's up? So today I'm going to be sharing a story about a group of underdogs and their rise to fame. Can you imagine losing the national championship by one switch at the final buzzer? After last year's heartbreaking loss, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels vowed to not let that happen again as they played for the national title for the second year in a row. But it looked like it might be double the disappointment. Moments away from it happening two years in a row, this time against the Gonzalo Bulldogs. This was the first time ever that Gonzalo was playing for the national title. UNC was going for its sixth. The score was virtually tied all game long. Both teams led on and off. And there were 11 ties and 12 lead changes all of the way up to the end. Players were in danger of fouling out. 
and the game was choppy because the refs blew their whistle so many times, and a lot of baskets were missed. UNC was up 68-65 to with just 15 seconds left to go. Gonzalez star player Nigel William Goss was about to shoot a basket after twisting his ankle when the ball was swatted by a UNC player over to another, thrown down the court to UNC's wide-open player, Justin Jackson, who then dunked it, allowing them to pull away 70-65, to which pretty much gave UNC the victory. This just goes to show that hard work pays off. Gotta love March Madness. Alright, so next up, we have Christian. Hey guys, did you know that volcanoes could spew lightning? One of the world's most dangerous volcanoes has been putting on an electrifying show lately. Volcan de Kalima has been erupting on and off since 2015. It has been especially busy since last fall. During one eruption, Photographer Hernando Rivera saw more than just lava and ash spearing from the mountain. He spotted a bolt of lightning coming out of it. Volcanic lightning occurs when tiny bits of ash or other particles rub against each other in an ash cloud. The friction between the particles creates a giant spark of electricity. Many volcanoes produce lightning during eruptions, but so far scientists can't predict when it will strike. Rivera just happened to be in the right place at the right time. What's the coolest thing you guys have ever seen in nature? I saw the Niagara Falls. I have seen a very suspicious worm that I have never seen before. A king cobra. Swallow the spider. Nice. Alright, so last up we have Alondra. Hello, peoples of the world. It's me, Alondra, and today we're going to be talking about the attack of the ads. Dun, dun, dun! Researchers from McMaster University in Canada recently studied the effects of junk food ads. They found that these ads can change kids' eating habits. The researchers examined advertising of junk food to about 6,000 kids through TV and other media. Kids make unhealthy food and drink choices as soon as 30 minutes after seeing the ad. Experts say that's bad news for kids' health. Food and beverage companies spend nearly $1.8 billion a year on ads aimed at kids. In 2015, the Nelson Company found that kids saw nearly 12 commercials for food on each day. Kids saw only about one ad per week for fruit or veggies. One concern is that junk food ads could lead to an increase in childhood obesity. Obese people have a higher risk of health problems like heart disease. About one-third of kids and teens in the U.S. are overweight or obese. However, health experts say it's okay to enjoy a treat once in a while, as long as it's done in moderation. Thanks for sharing, Alondra. Alright, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to catch next week's episode on creative writing. Adios! Bye! Bye.